As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, it's Megan. Welcome back to another solo episode. I am really thrilled to bring you today's episode on how I made prospecting fun and fruitful again. So I'm going to um, rewind to early 2017 because that is when I started my, basically started my coaching business all over again. So if you don't know that backstory, um, I was a high school classroom teacher in my 20s. And when we had our daughter, Brighton, I left the classroom that was in 2010 and came home, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, although I still had an online teaching job for North Carolina virtual public schools. And you know, about a year went by and I started dabbling in, actually less than a year, about three months went by and I started dabbling in some network marketing just to get my feet wet with running a business and going to networking events. And it was during that time where I recognized two things. Number one, the people who were speaking at these networking events were really the only ones who were getting clients. And number two, I recognized that if I wanted to build a real plus very strong network marketing company and business, it was going to require that I be a very strong leader and have the ability to coach my team. So I decided to do a couple of things. Number one, I decided to start speaking at networking events all over the place. And number two, I decided to get a coaching certification, which led to me recognizing that it wasn't network marketing that I loved doing. It was the coaching, mentoring, and teaching that I loved And that's when I launched my coaching business in 2012. And I largely grew that business through speaking at organizations, networking events, associations, businesses, doing lunch and learns, hosting workshops at the Chamber of Commerce. I was doing virtual speaking. I was doing um, in-person speaking. I was doing a lot of it. And uh, a couple of years after that, I let go of that business and worked as the right hand for a very well-known, very large-scale coaching company, stayed there for a few years, and I exited at the end of 2016 and then rebooted my own business in 2017. Now, when I rebooted my business in 2017, I had very aggressive goals. In fact, I remember my very first goal was to make, I wanted to make $60,000 And I wanted to do it pretty much as fast as I could. In my mind, I wanted to do it in 30 days. So I had a one-on-one coaching package for $6,000. It was four months of coaching. I believe that was three sessions a month. So it was a total of 12 sessions, $6,000. And I knew I needed to acquire 10 clients in order to hit that $60,000 goal. Now, that's pretty aggressive for people who are starting a business for the very first time in the coaching industry. I was starting over, but it wasn't my first rodeo. So I came into it with a lot of experience and having built 
and also spent many years building a lot of relationships with people and, you know, kind of made a name for myself when I worked for this really large scale coaching company that I worked for. So I knew a couple of things about myself. I knew that trying to just sit here at my desk behind my computer, just doing it by myself, it was not going to be as fun. It probably wouldn't be as enjoyable. I may or may not reach my goal. And the susceptibility of second guessing myself and getting in my head and questioning myself, talking myself out of, you know, selling, prospecting, marketing, you know, it probably would have been much higher than if I planted myself inside of a group, a program with a mentor, a group of other people who had very, very big aggressive goals, just like I did. So, you know, I think it was the first or second week that I was back in my business and I jumped back into my personal email inbox, which at the time I think had 80,000 emails in it because when I worked for someone else, I literally, it was like, I didn't have a life. So I never checked my own email anymore. And I saw emails from this guy who I had met. I had followed him over the years. Some of my coaches had worked with him. His name is Adam Urbanski. And he was hosting a webinar about generating leads and converting them into clients. And I was like, well, this is exactly what I'm looking for right now because the only thing I need to be focusing on is sales. So let me go listen to the webinar. He gets to the end. He tells us what to do if we're interested in joining his program. And I was emailing his team before the webinar was even over. I had an interview with him. Uh, I did not meet the qualifications to join the program because remember I was brand new in my business. So I wasn't already making a lot of money. And I remember he asked me at the end, he goes, why should I let you in my program? And I said, well, I'm really fun and I'm really cool. And I will literally be your best student and crush. I will crush my goals. So he lets me into the program that he still runs it today. The name of the program is um, Rev Up Your Revenue Intensive. And I believe Adam has run it 35 times maybe. And it's a three-month program. The whole premise of the program is to set one financial goal and to hit that goal in 90 days or exceed that goal in 90 days. And we, as a group, we had accountability buddies. We had a a shared spreadsheet. So every week at the end of the week, all of us would go in and we would fill out how much money we made, how many sales we made, how many clients we acquired. Um, There were lots of things that we were tracking. And then we were also tracking some quantitative data in addition to the qualitative data that we were also tracking. And so we all knew how everybody else was doing. And I remember some weeks I was plugging in zeros and some weeks I was plugging in like $25,000. By the time we got to the end of the 90 days, I had generated $103,000. And out of the, I believe there were eight of us in the program, maybe 10 of us, but I think there were eight of us. I came in third place. So two people did a little bit better than me. I think someone made around 110,000 and somebody made 125,000. And the way that we were going about making that money, it was 100% of it was prospecting. And so Adam was teaching this particular way to prospect people, basically to generate leads and prospect and how to have conversations with people in the DMs of social media and then either sell close them in the DMs or get them onto a call and then Ultimately, it's teaching you how to fill your pipeline and how to close deals more often and more quickly. Because we all know that in business, you definitely want to create a way that you are generating leads 
and generating prospects and closing sales on a weekly, depending on your business, if not a daily basis. So, you know, that's really where I was thrown in headfirst. Um, I continued to work with Adam for a few more years, and I even played the RRI game a few more times. And I would do it again. I would do it again today. So I wanted to set the stage for that because, you know, I did that in early 2017. And really for the rest of that year of 2017, I was still largely doing a lot of prospecting. So ultimately, I built my business uh, by establishing a Facebook group, doing prospecting, showing up and going live one to two times a week inside my Facebook group, making offers for people to get on a sales call with me. I didn't call it that. Whatever I called it, I called it. And then offering them my coaching package. And then that turned into group coaching programs and masterminds. And I don't even think I built a list in 2017. I don't think I even started building an email list until about a year and a half in, in 2018. And I haven't really changed my way of generating clients. In 2018 or 19, I did start launching. I believe 2019, that was the first time that I did a a nine-day live launch. And I did about six figures in that launch. And what a live launch is, is you're going live every single day for five to nine days. And on day four, you invite people to join your program. So that's how I was filling my group program. Now, it was during that time in 2019 where I was filling my program at the time it was called Momentum, largely by launching. So I would launch every six to eight weeks. A new influx of people would come in and then I would deliver. Um, some of those people would move on into my mastermind. And those are the only two offers that I had. So I didn't have courses, a membership. I didn't offer one-on-one coaching anymore. And what I recognized over about a, the course of a year, so I did really well. I had great launches. I had a lot of clients. But what wasn't happening is I wasn't generating new clients or new income in between the launches. And that went on for about two years. When you're not generating clients in between launches, now let me say this, you don't have to. There's not a requirement that you have to. There are people who I personally know who have a program that generates millions of dollars every year for them, and they only launch one time a year. And then they may offer a couple of events, like really small, intimate events throughout the year. Maybe they have a mastermind. But they're they're not they're only doing one big launch for the whole year, and that one launch makes them millions of dollars. So there are plenty of people who I know. There are even consulting clients who I coach, and they're not making sales on a on a daily or weekly basis at all. So there isn't, and I'm sharing all this because there isn't like one way. There's not a way. There's not the way. There's lots of ways to do anything. And so, you know, you I went two years and really just relied on launching. And the reason why I'm sharing that is because I got out of the habit of consistently and frequently prospecting. I got out of the habit of consistently and frequently generating leads, building upon those relationships, leading them through my pipeline to go from, you know, Stranger to I'm aware of Megan to a lead to a prospect to someone who's actually becoming a client 
or they're saying not right now, later, or they're saying like, no, never. And I just got out of the routine of that. I got out of the ritual of that. And I didn't really do it at all. I stopped doing it towards the end of 2020 because my launches were so effective and I was making a lot of money launching. So then I wasn't doing it at all in 2020. I wasn't doing it at all in 2021. And I wasn't doing it in 2022. Now, when I say I wasn't doing it at all, I wasn't actively out prospecting. I didn't have like prospecting in my calendar a couple of times a week, 52 weeks out of the year. So it would sort of happen organically here and there. I would have like little bursts where I would do it here and there, but there was nothing consistent about it at all. And when you're not consistent about it, it's it you're going to produce results that are intermittent or that's when people you're just like hoping, wishing and praying and relying on, oh, well, you know, clients just sort of come to me when they come to me. Now, keep in mind, I was still launching. I was launching. I was making money. I was filling my programs. People were going from my momentum program into Rise to Legendary. I had a pretty high monthly recurring revenue to the tune of like, multiples of six figures across throughout the year, right? So I was doing really, really well still. And but I'm sharing this because I want you to see the reality of when you stop doing an activity, even if you spent years doing it before, you fall out of the habit of doing it and you fall out of the confidence of it as well. And so that's really what I experienced. And then, you know, I don't know if you have listened to some of these episodes. I've done some Facebook live videos on this as well, where um, I've been very open and transparent about how I pivoted my business in starting late 2021, but really pivoted it in 2022, where I closed down my coaching programs and I pivoted to being a strategic advisor for business owners that are doing seven, multiple seven, and even eight figures a year. And so I do consulting on client results, client retention, and um, revenue through lifetime value of a client for business owners that have group coaching programs, transformational coaching programs, masterminds, and even membership programs. And I also went into business with my really good friend, Nikki Nash, and we have a year-long mastermind called Wealth Builders Collective. And we also host retreats. Um, We've got one coming up in April. We have one coming up in August. We're doing another one in December. And then we're also going to be doing some pop-up, very small group VIP days virtually and in person. And that's all for clients who are business owners who are at six and multiple six figures in their business. So... So let's, okay, then let's let's fast forward. So now you have like the whole entire backstory on prospecting, on what my business looked like the last six or seven years, and then the pivot that I made. So where does prospecting and bringing the fun and the fruitfulness back into prospecting? So I'm sitting here at my desk one day, and this was in January. I think it was the... It was almost the last day of January. So maybe around like the 25th or 26th or 27th of January. And I see a text on my phone and it's from one of my really good friends who was in the same program 
that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode with Adam Urbanski in RRI back in January of 2017. So this guy's name is Ron. So we were in there together and he's the one who I think he got second place. I got third place. He got second place in like the amount of money that we were making. And he and I, we were in Adam's mastermind together. We have stayed in touch all these years. We've always been really, really close. And so he sends me a text message and he's like, "Um, how much prospecting are you doing these days? And would you be interested in being like accountability partners with me? And I was like, heck yeah. So before he had sent me that message, I had already been thinking about like, this is a really good time for me to get back into some prospecting because Nikki and I are selling our retreat. We're selling spots into Wealth Builders Collective. And, you know, it's a very new business for us. You know, we've only been doing it about six months. And when you're at the beginning stages of the business or you are starting new programs, one of the, I would say, the absolute best way to fill spots into a program, it is prospecting. It's like boots to the ground, manual labor. Um, You're not doing Facebook ads at this point because it's either a new business or it's a new offer or you've pivoted or you've added a second business on. And you're not going to rely on launching. You're not going to rely on webinars yet. You're not going to rely on Facebook ads. Or if you get into like a sales slump. So even if you've been in business 10 years, like me and Ron, we're not new to business. But going back to basics always works. Going back to the foundation and simplicity always works. So he and I are two people that have always remained very active on social media. It's not like we've gone anywhere. People know who we are. Uh, in our own little networks and circles, and we're very well connected. So it's not like we're just like coming out of the blue and nobody's heard of us before. We've got, you know, a, a large sized pool of people who we can turn into leads and prospects. So I just wanted to put that out there too. So I'm like, this is such good timing because I'm at beginning stages of a new business, a new endeavor, pivoted my business, and I just absolutely love people. I love building relationships with people, getting to know them, uh, connecting with them, learning about their lives, their missions, what's working, what's not working, being of service. Like, not, I'm not just interested in converting people into a client. If that's what happens, that's what happens. But I just love being in connection with people and building those friendships, because I do believe that we become friends with a lot of our clients. And so it was perfect timing for me. It was absolutely perfect timing. So part of putting the fun back in prospecting for me, and this works really well for me. And I know this about myself because I do the same thing in the category of my health and wellness. I love working out with other people. So when it comes to my health and fitness, I do um I go to burn boot camp and that is a group fitness class. When it comes to prospecting in my business, I love knowing that I'm doing it with someone else. So that works really well for me. I also love having a system. And so I'm going to tell you about my system in just a second. Going to the gym, I'm I'm just plugging myself into the burn boot camp system, which I love. When it comes to prospecting, Ron and I built a system. 
So we meet us a few times a week. Um, usually we don't do five days a week because our schedules just don't allow it, but it's at least two times, preferably three or four times a week. We decide on an hour of the day, always in the morning. So always around like 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning or 10.30 at the latest. And we call it power hour. And this is the hour where we are doing our prospecting. And so, you know, he and I actually don't do it the exact same way. I think he does his in a slightly different way. So I built out a spreadsheet for us. So we've got a spreadsheet. I pulled it up on my computer. I wish you could see it. I'll have to like teach a class on this. I'll have to teach a workshop on this. But we taught our clients how to do this um, in Wealth Butters Collective and we gave them the spreadsheet. So I, so the third thing is I am very visual and I like to see numbers. Um, I like to see like trackers. I like to see progress boards. And the fourth thing is that I also really love numbers. And the day that I'm recording this, it's actually the last day of February. So it's February 28th. And so I'm looking at my total numbers for all of February. And then I also have January 31st in here because we started on January 31st. So I love doing things with people. I love having a system. I'm very visual and I love numbers. And number five, I would throw in there like, I love to track things because it feels like, so those five things combined, for me, it simulates the feeling of a game. And I associate games with playing. It's very playful for me. And it's very pleasurable, sort of like sports. I love sports because it's playful. It's pleasurable. Um, I'm also very competitive, but I'm very competitive with myself. So I'm not super competitive like against other people. Like I want to beat other people. Now, if I'm like playing a tennis match, obviously I want to beat you. But I'm also competing against myself from like the previous point, the previous match, the previous week, the previous year. And so I always want to improve. And so that has that's what's really brought the fun and the fruitfulness back for me with prospecting. And it's working, you know, whatever you're doing. So I would call this prospecting. Look, this is how I would look at prospecting. Prospecting, all it is, is planting seeds. And the more you prospect, the more consistently and the more frequently that you're prospecting, the more seeds that you're planting. And then as you're prospecting, so for example, all the people that I've been prospecting in February, I'm not going to stop prospecting them in March and April. So if I look at each one of those people like a seed, I'm going to put sunshine on those people. I'm going to put love on those people. I'm going to speak truth of those people. So positive words. And I'm going to water those people, right? So I'm going to water the seeds. I'm going to give the seed fertilizer. I'm going to give the seed love. I'm going to give the, give the seed sunlight. And, and this type of seed is in the form of a person. Those seeds are not going to sprout yet. Very few of your prospecting seeds are going to sprout the day or the week or the month that you're prospecting them. Very few of them will but most of them will not. Maybe like 5% of them will, maybe 10%. I mean, if it's like a seed that's just ready to sprout. So if I look at the month of February, most of these seeds are going to sprout. Maybe a few will in March, but more than likely, I think they will in April, May, and June. And some of them may not, may not sprout until later in the year. 
So there's a season to plant seeds. There's a season to allow those seeds to germinate where you're watering them and putting sunshine on them. And there's a season for you to harvest your crop. And it just takes time. And some seeds are going to take a little bit longer to sprout and blossom and be ready for you to harvest. So that's the way that I want to invite you to look at prospecting. And it's so fun because I'm simply just being myself with people. And when I prospect, I do a whole lot of voice messages. I do a lot of voice messages. I I don't prefer, I don't like typing to people because I I've, I think that when you're sending voice messages, they can really sense your voice, the tone in your voice. They can pick up on your energy. They can hear your love. They can hear your genuineness. They can hear your honesty and your truth and your integrity coming out. And the response that I've gotten from prospecting, it's it's a lot of gratitude and a lot of thankfulness and a lot of like, thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for having this conversation. Thank you for inviting me to your retreat or, or whatever I'm inviting them to. So it's a really enjoyable process that just honestly makes you feel very good at the end of the day. So I'll share with you really quickly what's in my spreadsheet. So you might be wondering like, what the heck are you tracking? So I do this for an hour, only an hour a day. Um, Sometimes I do some on the weekends, but it's not planned. So a lot of times I have people responding to me on the weekends. People don't have a lot going on on the weekends. You can actually move people forward um, really well on the weekends. People even like buy things on the weekends. I've had sales calls on the weekends. So some days if I don't have my hour-long power hour planned, I'll still get in 10, 15, 30, or 45 minutes. And then some days, there's very few days I didn't do it at all. I think there was only like one or two days on a Monday through Friday, only one. There was only one day that I didn't do it. So uh, I'll share with you what I have in my spreadsheet. I am tracking the day of the month, the amount of time I spend on the outreach. I'm tracking the number of referrals I collected. So also prospecting isn't just about turning people into sales. It's about collecting referrals. It's about booking connect calls, booking sales calls, booking podcast interviews, speaking opportunities, and other opportunities. So I track referrals collected. I track follow-up outreach, new outreach. I do add up my total inputs. I track sales calls offered, sales calls booked, connect calls booked, speaking opportunities booked, new sales made. And I also track the number of people who tell me no, like just a flat out, no, I'm not interested. And we were actually setting a goal for ourselves to get 10 no's a day. I've only gotten one no total. I mean, some people say the thing that I've really been prospecting the most for are is our April retreat. And now I'm already prospecting for some other things. But almost every single person who has said, so we've had people say yes, and I've only had one pe- person say no. Everybody else has just had a conflict with the April time. And so they'll they'll be followed up with and they'll be invited to another retreat in the future. So that's what I track. And then at the bottom of the spreadsheet, it's adding up all the totals. So I can see all my totals. So for the month of February plus January 31st, I had a total of 250 inputs. So 101 new outreach, 161 total follow-ups, 13 referrals collected, an average of 33 minutes a day spent. And that's with zeros on the weekends. 
Um, and new sales made out of all of that was four, four new sales made out of all of that. So you can see a lot, there's a lot of input and a very small percentage of those people in that particular month are going to turn into sales. So a lot of these people will turn into sales months from now because their seed is still in the dark soil and their seed hasn't sprouted yet. Now, what that means for me is that I still must give them love. I must continue to follow up with them, shine light on them, um, water them, be in relationship with them, add value to their lives, just like I would if they were a seed planted in my garden. So this is where you must exercise great deals of faith, trust, and belief on a daily basis, recommit to that, and really focus on people as people, not just a number. What else did I want to share with you? Okay. So the other thing that I do is I have this really incredible sauna board. So I created an Asana board, which is so perfect for me because I can see. So in the spreadsheet that I just shared with you, it's only numbers. There's no names on there, just numbers. So I can see my totals for the day and the month and my totals for the week. My Asana board is called my lead tracker. And I can see every single person's name. And their name is in this little square that's like two inches wide and one inch high. And if I put my cursor over their square, I can move them to another column. And so what I'm tracking in my Asana board is my spotlighting pool. So that's basically my prospecting pool of people. Then I move them over if I started a conversation with them. Then I move them to the next column, which for me is I sent them an inquiry. So for example, When I'm inviting people to the retreat, I tell them a little bit about the retreat, get them excited about it, but I don't send them any details and I don't send them a link. I ask for their permission. And so if they give me their permission, then I do send the info. And so when they grant me permission, I move their name over to info sent. I have a column for caller DM conversation booked. I have a column for follow-up for April because that's when our retreat is. I have another column if people told me they couldn't come, but they wanted to know about future retreats. So then I just have them in a column for follow-up for a next retreat. I have a column for other opportunities because lots of times you'll talk to people and they're not a good fit for your, whatever you're selling, but you could be, do like a podcast swap. You could book a speaking engagement. They could give you a referral or something like that. Then I have a column for if someone became a client, and then I have a column for not a fit. So as I go through power hour, I literally have my Asana board open. I have my spreadsheet open. And every single time I have a touch point with someone, I go update my spreadsheet and I update my Asana board. Sometimes people like to wait until the end of their hour or the end of the day. I don't like doing that because I also have like intermittent prospecting that happens just all throughout the day. Um, Because once you get the conversations going the first hour of the day, some people will respond to you later in the afternoon, and then you're doing a little bit of back and forth with them. So recap, uh, again, this episode was all about how I put the fun and fruitfulness back into prospecting. And it was largely because I partnered with somebody else to do it with me. I have a system and a structure that I literally just wake up and I follow the system and the structure. And I know that my partner is doing with it, doing it with me at the same time. So we call each other on the phone at the beginning of the hour, and then we call each other at the end of the hour. So we both know that we're doing it. So we're really holding each other accountable. I track the numbers. 
because I'm a numbers person. And I also have the visual Asana board and honestly, just like turn it into a game for myself. So it's, it's a very playful experience. So I look at relationship building as something that's very fun for me. And it's just all about giving value to other people. So, and again, look at those people like their seeds that you've planted in the ground. And it's your job during your prospecting power hour to nurture and cultivate those relationships. And if it doesn't turn into a yes immediately, it means that the seed hasn't even sprouted yet. So you don't just ignore them unless you just know they're not a good fit for anything and you never want them to become a client. Well, then you don't have to follow up with them. But it it's the other thing that I really love about doing this practice on a daily basis is it shows you where you're falling short and it shows you where you really need to put some additional time, effort, and energy. And for me, I'll tell you exactly what that is that I've recognized from an entire month of tracking my numbers and my activity. It's that I do a really, really good job with follow-up with people who I already know and have a really solid relationship with. Where I have room to strengthen and grow is my new outreach. So I've got some ideas for how I'm going to do new outreach. And I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, So I hope that this episode, whether it is you going in the direction of prospecting or another way that you are marketing your business, building relationships and selling. So I really love this because you know, I enjoy writing, but I'm not obsessed with like social media. I don't really love just like becoming really, really good at direct response marketing. It's just not my strength. I love to write, but I I don't really want to get good at direct response marketing. I want to get good at building relationships. In fact, I want to be great at building relationships. I want to be great at speaking. I want to be great at hosting in-person events. It's why Nikki and I are doing most of our converting um, into our Wealth Builders Collective program through our in-person retreats, virtual VIP days for small groups. And we're going to start doing one-day in-person pop-up VIP day groups for like 20 people. Our virtual groups will be small, like eight people. That's my jam. That's what works really well for me. I love the prospecting because I love getting to know people and building relationships. And it's working. It's working really well. So, you know, it's identifying for you what suits your personality, what suits your wheelhouse, what are what are the traits and characteristics about you that are already massive positives for you. And in your marketing and your sales strategies, go in that direction versus just joining someone's program because you want to learn their way of doing it. For example, like I have nothing against launching. I launched and I t- my momentum program was teaching people how to launch, but I was teaching people one way to launch, one way. And the problem with that for the client is that they would get in and they would do their first launch and they would realize it's not what they wanted to do. They didn't like it. Some of my clients would even recognize they didn't even want to have group programs. And, you know, largely that is, you know, the buyer made that decision. But we think in our minds as a buyer, well, they figured out how to be successful. I want to be like them. 
I'm really attracted to their energy, the way they are filling their programs or the way they're growing their business. It works really well for them. So it must be that it's going to work really well for me. And I think that's why we have so many people at every level going from coach to program, coach to program, coach to program, because they're trying to find this silver bullet. And the only silver bullet is a silver bullet that works for you. And that silver bullet that works for you, it may actually, it could potentially change over time. I mean, what worked for me the first few years of my second business, the my business partner, Nikki and I, we're not carrying anything over to our new business together that worked for us individually in our own businesses. Because we've changed, the dynamic of working with someone else has changed, like it's all different. So you really have to find what works for you, build a system around it, get a partner, an accountability buddy, or a small group of people to all go in on it together, like do it together, if that's what really works for you. But create the system and work the system and don't stop working the system no matter what the results are, because it may not be harvest season yet. And some weeks and months are going to be greater than others. But I promise you, the more consistent and frequent you are with working that particular system and just making that system better, as long as it's aligned with your strengths, capabilities, gifts, skills, and what you enjoy and what you really love, it is bound to work. It can't not work. The only way it wouldn't work is if you just stop working it. So, you know, it's the beginning of the year. If you're listening to this at the beginning of March, you've got 10 more months. I don't care if you're making millions of dollars or you're making $2 or anything in between. The name of the game really is going back to the basics. Go back to what you know works really well for you. If you're in a slump, go back to the basics. If you want to take your business to the next level, go back to the basics and simplify. Simplify, create the structure, create the system, plug yourself into the system and just work that system and find a friend. And you can make this so fun, so fruitful, and... Uh, you know, really have a tremendous day of harvest or days of harvest throughout this year. If you loved this episode, then I would love to see your comments. So leave us a review here at the Built to Last show. Let us know what you loved. Let us know what topics you would love to see from us. We got so much, um, we got a lot of comments and a lot of people have shared with me that they love the episode I did with Sean on contracts. I had no idea. I thought that was going to be such a dry subject and people are all over the topic of contracts because they're saying like, nobody talks about this stuff. So if you've got topic ideas that you want to hear us talk about, whether it's me bringing on a guest or me and Sean or me solo, we will definitely bring that to you. Let us know that. And the number one way that we can uh, increase the listenership of our show is for you to share it with your friends, your family, colleagues, peers, even your clients, share this out on your social media channels. Let people know what you loved about this episode um, because we want to get into the ears and the homes and the hearts of as many people as we possibly can to impact them with our content here. And of course, we have got our April retreat called the Reinvention Retreat coming up in April of 2023 on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. It's happening in Florida. 
We have a small handful of rooms left. So if you want to come to our retreat, let us know. Um, It's a really great timing. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. We've got an incredible group of people showing up. It's not too late for you to say yes. So if you're interested in that, I have popped the link down in the show notes below. All you have to do is click that link, read about it. All the logistics, all the details are there. Um, If you want to connect with me and talk about it, just DM me on Instagram or Facebook. That's the fastest way to get access to me. But we would love to see you if it is great timing and it resonates with you. So until our next episode next week, remember to design a business and life that is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.